Well, hello and good afternoon, my band of loyal followers, in the words of Janice. And you know, I woke up today. Well, first of all, good evening. I'm so, good evening. Well, you know what? It might be evening for the East Coast people, but well, four o'clock. Yeah, it's early evening for the East Coast people. For the West Coast people, it is 1.13 p.m. on Wednesday, April 26th. How are? How are? It's been a really nice day for me today. I don't usually record my podcast at this um, time of day. I usually do it early morning or usually really, really late at night before I go to bed. I've had a full day to sort of soak up and sort through all the crazy, you know, news stories of the day, but there was so much going on today, I just literally had to come home in the middle of my day and record something, um, but I started my day up really nicely, I got up really early, I say before noon, I went on my morning walk, I usually go to the reservoir in Hollywood and do my nice morning walk, the morning stroll, getting some steps before noon, but today I got in about 8,000 steps before noon, I try to do between 10 to 20 every single day, you know, stay healthy, young and fit, because I'm going to be 30 in August, which is just simply preposterous, um, shout out to my girl and lawyer friend, Kristen Devereaux, hey girl, she's a descendant of Lord Devereaux from the Princess Diaries, do everyone should follow her on Instagram, uh, just go to my followers, Kristen Devereaux, um, she's a lawyer, she's a lawyer for t- Click It or Ticket there in Boston, and she's great, um, and she's just a wonderful person who really helps you and she's just like such a a kind woman i met her in college back at university of rhode island we had some really fun memories like when we both got really really sick and could only eat one chicken nugget from the dining hall but hey that's okay but anyway she's my girl um but so you know i was i was on my morning walk at the reservoir and i sort of thought to myself you know what this is what i'm gonna do and to quote you know regina george's mom from mean girls um I'm gonna make you girls a hump day treat. That's literally what I thought. So I figured, you know what? I'm gonna stop my tracks in the middle of my day, and I have so much I have to get done today, but I'm gonna come home and give you guys a hump day treat, aka a full juicy episode of all things that are going on today in pop culture. Whew. Okay, the first story, I have about four four stories today. The first one is, and this is a big one, because, you know, I figured it's, it's an interesting day because most of my stories are um, sort of centered around um, pop uh, pop stars, pop icons who I love, who I grew up with, and who are sort of always like in my, um, what do you call it? Ethery ether, in the ether of, of what's going on in my day to day, you know, news outlets of what I read every day. And the first story has to do with Justin Bieber and Ariana Grande, who were both at Coachella this last weekend. No, I didn't go to Coachella because I'm not going anywhere with the name Coach, but, um, they're both two of my favorite singers, and they're such good performers, and they're fabulous, so great, talented, put on a really good show. Um, so I'm just going to get right into it. So the first article is from page six, uh, from April the 24th. Do you know, did I say April the 26th? Let me see what date it is. Oh, it's, it's Wednesday, April 20, Wednesday, April 24th. So sorry. So sorry. My apologize. Apologies. Um, okay, here we're going to go. Yeah, here we're going to go. See, I can't even talk because I'm so excited. I just had a green juice today too. So I do intermittent fasting also. Sorry to digress again. Um, so I, my hours of eating are structured in an interesting way. So I, I don't eat from 12 to 12, uh, 12 a.m. to 12 p.m. And then I eat, usually for breakfast, I'll have two granola bars and then a coffee, or I'll have, I'll rotate that with a green juice and um, garlic almonds from Press Juicery, which is right outside my building. And Press Juicery is really, really good. I know it's a West Coast sort of franchisee thing in Los Angeles. I don't know if it's on the East Coast, but it's so good. Um, it's a little pricey, you know, but hey, it's really, really good. So anyways, I'm so hungry right now, and I'm, like, dreaming of my poke, my salmon poke I'm going to have for dinner from this place called Sweet Fin Pokey in L.A., too, which is also a chain, but I, I alternate that every other day, too. So it's really interesting, my diet. So I'm starving, so my mind is a bit scatterbrained, so I apologize. Here we go. So by Eileen Reslin, Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, bash Morgan Stewart for comments about Coachella. Okay, first of all, to brief you, Morgan Stewart is from the e-reality show, Rich of Beverly Hills, which was really fun. Uh, I think it was four, maybe three or four seasons. It was on E. It was really entertaining about these elite group of kids that live in L.A. that just, like, live their life. I think they're fabulous. But sort of the breakout star from that show was Morgan, who is this beautiful, blonde, 
Um, really, really smart, tongue-in-cheek, funny. Um, she's, it's like she's an East Coast girl, but she's from the West Coast, and she's so fabulous. She now is a correspondent for E! News. Um, and she does a daily pop, and she's really, really talented, really, really funny. I think she's hysterical. But she's in a bit of hot water, but you know what? That only means that her star is rising. Um, okay, here we go. Justin Bieber is calling out Morgan Stewart for comments, um, for comments she made about the singer's performance with Ariana Grande at Coachella. And here starts the quote. Just saw, a video of you, uh, just saw a video of you ripping me to shreds saying I was lip-syncing Bieber. Blasted the e-host in a tweet. They played the song and I sang over, over top of it. Not the best grammar, but that's okay. Uh, regardless of why you spend your time tearing people down, it's people like you that are bullies at school that are making kids suicidal. The star, that's a really harsh statement. Um, the sorry singer continued to confront Stuart in a series of tweets encouraging her to use her TV show to lift up others instead of tearing them down. He added... Imagine if you spent half the time you spend laughing at other people's expense, uh, actually building up people, encouraging people, actually building people up and encouraging people how much positivity you could bring. What hurts the most is the fact that you have a platform to make a difference. In a separate tweet, Bieber also told Stuart, you belittle people rather than try and make people feel accepted and loved. You find things to pick apart like the world isn't full of that already. Uh, after Bieber, after Bieber wrote Stuart, Grande also defended the pair's performance. Um, we also decided to do this ten minutes before my set started. We had zero sound checks, zero rehearsal. Thank you, Next Star commented in Bieber's thread. You were singing with a backtrack like most cameos do. People are bored. People don't know how it feels to be under such scrutiny. The world is. The world was happy to have you on stage again. She added, "I don't like when people try to ruin my to ruin beautiful moments for my friends." Um, that's all. Have a good day. In a segment. Um, uh, sorry. In a segment of Nightly Pop, which is Morgan's show on E! That, uh, on Tuesday, Stewart said, I did not realize it was going to be that bad. Uh, she then commented on the singer's appearance saying, he definitely looks like he put an oxy pad on that forehead, but I don't care. That's fucked up. That's, yee, that's not the nice. I would never, you should never, two things you should never ever comment about when you are, I guess, you know, making commentary on people's performances are A, their appearance, and B, their family and personal life. Like, you can sort of critique the performance. You can critique maybe, you know, I would do it this way if I was a performer. I would do this. But you can never actually say that was wrong. That was bad. Because they're doing their best. And that's like, that's, that's as a performer myself, because I see a lot of musical theater, it's really, really harsh. And it's not right. It's sort of like, you don't tell an actor like who who is, you know, starting out in life, what are you doing? What are you booking? Like, there's, it, there's a, what is the word? Um, it's not proper, uh, not protocol is the word. It's not etiquette. It's, it's etiquette. It's proper etiquette. Okay. Um, in March, Bieber opened up about struggles with mental health, sharing that he was taking a break from music to focus on some deep-rooted issues. A rep for store could not be immediately reached for comment. So we're going to see what Morgan has to say about that. Um, yeah, that's pretty much the thoughts on it. You know, you should never, if you're going to lash it out, you have to be willing to take it, but also you should never make fun of someone's appearance because that's just, that's just me. I mean, that, that is me. Like, look, there are many things that I don't agree with. Like, remember when Janet... Um, Justin did that amazing Super Bowl performance and he ripped off her thing and her, like, boobie was there and had, like, the sun thing around her nipple. That was fabulous. I see, see, I'm not critiquing anyone. They all look good. Okay, um, that was my Justin Bieber story and he seems to be doing really well and, you know, it's really, really good that he's, I, I think I've talked about this before, how he's addressing his mental health and I think that that's great. He's very transparent to his fans, which is great. And his music is really good, and I think he'll come back. Because when you've been uh, working that much from the age that he was, I think he's a YouTube discovery. You know what? <laughs> you do what you want to do, girl. Okay. My next story has to do with the queen of pop, <gasps> Britney Spears. Uh, this is from NBC News. There's so many articles about this. Um, Britney Spears addresses fan rumors about her mental health, says all is well. And this was written um, 
April 24th today at 11.07am by Ben Kesslin. Um, Because if you guys have been following Britney Spears, her father isn't doing too well, so I guess uh, she took a break from her residency in Las Vegas to take some time for herself. But obviously, when someone doesn't address the like exact details of their personal life, the details of your incompetence do not interest me. Whenever I say the word details, that's what I think of, and that's why you go to the Devil Wars product, which, by the way, is on HBO Now. I was watching, because the day I got an HBO Now account just to watch Game of Thrones because I had a friend's HBO Go account and password. But, like, every time it comes on, this person's on the East Coast. Every time it comes on, I can't watch it because, like, it's freaking too many people are logging into the account. So I made my own account just like I watch it myself and not be interrupted. Which, by the way, episode game episode three of season eight of Game of Thrones is on this Sunday. And if you want to listen to my episode two recap, it's on my podcast. <laughs> Thanks so much. Um, okay, I'm going to get right into this article. So this is around Queen Britney Spears. First, let me, before, before I read this article, I have been a huge fan of Britney Spears since literally Sometimes I Run, Sometimes. And Oops, I Did It Again, um, Lucky, Oh, Baby One More Time, Toxic, um, Every Time. The song where she's like in a bathtub. I love that song, too. Um, and I love her Pepsi Cola commercial. My heart once said... Da-da. There's like a two-minute video of that amazing commercial on YouTube, and I literally watch it all the time. And I remember when I was in like sixth grade, I was literally obsessed over that. So Britney's always... Britney, I feel like I grew up with Britney. I love Britney. She's fabulous. But you know, she had a little bit of a, a tough time there for a moment, but that's okay because she's been working for so long and everyone is entitled to have some rough patches in their lives. Only hers are under a microscope. Okay, I'm going to read this article. Okay. Pop star Britney Spears, again, this is from NBC News. Pop star Britney Spears addressed fan rumors Tuesday night that she was being held against her will in a mental facility, posting a video on Instagram telling her millions of fans, followers, I'm sorry, all is well. That's in quotes. Hi, guys. Just checking in with all of you who are concerned about me. All is well. She said there are 21.7 million followers. Girl, famous. Um, my family has been going through a lot of stress and anxiety lately, so I just need time to deal. But don't worry. I'll be back very, very soon. Oops, I did it again, star set. And I'm going to play you what she wrote. And then I'm going to read you what she wrote on her Instagram post. So here's what she wrote. Uh, take a listen. Take a listen. Open your ears like Chris and Debra. Oh. Hi, guys. Just checking in with all of you who are concerned about me. All is well. My family has been going through a lot of stress and anxiety lately, so I just need a time to deal. But don't worry, I'll be back very soon. I love that. Uh, oops, I like she has that. Um, that that's like iconic. That is iconic, and that brings me back, brings me back to the early two thousand and like the late nineties when Britney was like at the forefront of everything. Like I said, Neville, my favorite lawyer, click it or take it boss dot com. Um, anyways, okay, so she wrote on her Instagram post. I got one point one million likes. I wanted to say hi. Because things are being said that have gotten out of control. Wow! With three explanation points. There's rumors, death threats to my family and my team, and there's just so many crazy things being said. I'm trying to take a moment for myself, but everything, that, but everything that's happening is just making it harder for me. Don't believe everything you read or hear. These fake emails were crafted by Sam Lufty years ago. Which, by the way, I have a story about Sam Lufty. Um, uh, I did not write them. He was pretending to be me and communicating with my team with the fake email address. My situation is unique, but I promise I'm doing what's best for the, at this moment. With three um, rose emojis. And you may not know this about me, but I'm strong and I stand up for what I want. Your love and dedication is amazing, but what I need right now is a little bit of privacy to deal with the hard things that life is throwing my way. If you could do that, I would be forever grateful. Love you. Three hearts emoji. Three heart emojis. That's great. Wonderful. To the point. She's addressing it. There's not more that should be said or written or rumors that should be fabricated because basically she's addressing it the way she wants to. So leave Brady alone. Okay, Sam Lefty. Back to Sam Lefty. Sam Lefty is her former manager uh, who is a bit of a shady snake. Um, and also he was the one that sort of orchestrated Amanda Bynes going into rehab after that crazy TMZ video came out where she's really going on a rant, um, when she was in, in a bit of a tough time. And he, I, th- I believe that's what the story is that he orchestrated it with her parents, which is a good thing. Yes. Some people want to redeem themselves, which is great. Um, much like my good friend, Chris and Deborah, works for clear to get boss.com. Um, <laughs> oh, and I have a funny story about tell about her that she told me the other day. Okay. 
Um, so Sam Lefty, yeah, so he was a former manager, and I guess things didn't go well. And I was at a party, I think two years ago, with my good friend, and he was at the party, but I left early, so I didn't get to meet him, but I guess they were talking about, you know, entertainment stuff, because my friend, my mutual friend with him is in entertainment. He actually, funny enough, sent, funnily enough, sent him an email the other day, and I saw the email, and I was like, oh, interesting. Okay, so they continue this article, and I'm going to wrap the story up. Uh, Spears 37, I did not know she was 37. Yeah, that makes sense. Because I think I'm 29. I think it was. I think I learned about her when I was nine. So she would have been 20 years, 17. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm such a mathematician. Spears, 37, reportedly voluntarily took herself into a mental health facility around a month ago to help deal with her father's ailing health, according to TMZ, and a source from Variety. The apparent decision comes three months after Spears announced she would be taking an indefinite work hiatus from her Las Vegas residency to focus on her father's illness, who said in January, uh, who said, who she said in January post on Facebook almost died. Social media has been quieter than usual since she wrote about in April 3rd Instagram post, so we all need to take a little time for me time. Um, since then, fans have begun circulating unfounded theories that the iconic pop stars were being held at a facility against their will, spurring the Free Britney hashtag. Since 2008, after a public mental health crisis, 2008 is when I graduated high school, by the way. After, since 2008, after a public mental health crisis, Spears has been held under a conservatorship controlled by her fathers, Jamie Spears, and lawyer Andrew Wellett. This means the two control their financial decisions and assets until Wellett allegedly stepped down from his role recently, which puzzled longtime Spears fans. NBC News was unable to reach Wellett for comment. But the rumor started to gain traction when uh, the podcast Britney's Graham released the special emergency episode called Free, hashtag, hashtag Free Britney, um, in which they played an unverified voicemail from a tipster who claimed to have an inside, to, who claimed to have inside information about Spears. My God, people will go to such great lengths to make up stories. Um, fans then noticed an account believed to be Spears' mother, Lynn, was liking the posts related to the Free Britney movement. Representatives of Spears declined to comment. As the theory spread... On the internet, fans decided to protest outside West Hollywood City Hall on Monday, demanding the pop singer star release. Fans chanted and carried free Britney signs and demanded she be released from the conservatorship they believed to be oppressive. Literally, this place, I'm looking at it online, is West, West Hollywood City Hall. I literally drive by there almost every day, which is crazy that it's right there. And I never saw that. It was on the 22nd, but I'm not really, like, you know... It's all, like, very basic people. No offense to them. I mean, I love Britney. Britney's not basic. Her fans are basic. The ones that literally have no other time other than to just stand there and fabricate rumors! Kristen Devereaux, click on her ticket. Um, we believe through the proof of her work, she's capable of being her own person. Barbara Gray, one of the hosts of Britney Graham podcast, sold entertainment tonight at the protest. Spears' sister, Jamie Lynn, addressed the rumors Tuesday saying, don't come for me or the ones I love anymore. After that, Spears posted an explanation with a short video and caption, which I just read to you guys. And it's on her Instagram still, too, which is great that she didn't take it down. She's being transparent, much like Justin Bieber. Um, trying, to squash, trying to quash the rumors. I think they forgot their ass. Trying to squash the rumors. Spears explained in her caption that things... That are being said have just gotten out of control. Wow, I already read all this. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so I think Britney's fine. I think literally when people literally have nothing better to do, they just make up lies and rumors. And it's in the words of Lindsay Lohan. I'm tired of rumors starting. I don't know the rest of the song, but I love that song. And I, ho- I really hope Lindsay Lohan comes up with an album again. By the way, Lindsay Lohan's show um, in Mykonos, what is it called? Club Lohan. Fabulous. Love it. Love that she's an entrepreneur now. Maybe she doesn't want to act anymore. So that's, that's our pop queens. You know, and I was going to do a third story on Taylor Swift, but I'm going to cover that one Friday when her, when her uh, countdown, her very mysterious and unexplained colorful posts on Instagram, that is the countdown, uh, which I believe is Friday morning, comes out and I'll just do a full Taylor Swift episode because I love Taylor Swift. And I was listening to um, Out of the Woods Day, which is my favorite Taylor Swift song, and I was like on the floor convulsing, which is like literally my favorite song. Okay, I might do another story about my other queen, who was Wendy Williams. Um, this is from TMZ. When, okay, 
By the way, Wendy Williams is doing really well. I haven't been watching her show because I've just been a little busy and stuff, but she seems to be doing fabulously well. Um, and funny as ever. She's still got her sharp tongue. Okay, here we go. Uh, and this was written today at 1 p.m. 1 a.m. Wendy Williams. Kevin Hunter is totally cut off. Process started weeks ago. Wendy Williams is taking several steps professionally and personally to erase her estranged husband from her life. And she got the ball rolling even before serving him divorce papers. Sources close to Wendy tell TMZ she's totally cut Kevin Hunter off from her money and has hired a team to ensure that all of her finances are secure. We are told she separated their funds and created new accounts, a process that began before she filed for divorce. Accounts, they're talking like she has, like, what, $20,000 when she probably has millions and millions and millions because allegedly she makes $16 million a year and is worth a network of $16 million, but I'm sure it's more than that because she has her wig line and all of her doing QVC things and her ventures and she's an entrepreneur. Um, Wendy's official locked... Wendy's officially locked down her own place in Manhattan as well. Our sources say she signed the lease on her new home a few weeks ago and has already paid rent for the next year. Damn, girl. Rich people problems. She and Kevin previously lived together at their home in New Jersey. That's where the weird story went down in January when, as we told you, cops conducted a welfare check on Wendy. Because remember, there was that weird rumor that Kevin was poisoning Wendy and everyone was like up in arms about that, which is a really crazy rumor. But hey, it might be true because he doesn't have the kind of money or fame or talent that she does. Um, as for the business matters, we're told Wendy waffled over Wendy waffled over whether to keep a professional relationship with Hunter, but ultimately decided to cut all ties. She's currently looking for a new manager. Um, sources connected to Kevin tell us he hasn't received any money from the show following his departure yet. We are told uh, he's known a pretty he's known as a pretty savvy business guy. So show execs fully expect he'll insist on some kind of exit package. As we reported, Wendy talked about her new life on the show shortly after her divorce filing. Kevin is. Not part of her plans. And I'm going to go right actually right into another story from page six that goes off of that where Wendy, I think, does have a new manager. Um, so let me just pull it up for you. And now here, here it is right here on page six. Oh, there's just so many stories going on today. Christian Devereaux, click it or take it to Boston. Um, Wendy Williams hires Fame's producer as manager after firing Kevin Hunter. This was written um, today, 10.08 a.m. by our girl, Francisca Bacardi. Remember, we love our Bacardi. Okay, Wendy Williams has moved on professionally. Page Six has learned the 54-year-old Wendy Williams has obtained famed producer Bernie Young's services after firing her strange husband Kevin Hunter as her manager and executive producer of her eponymous, eponymous, eponymous talk show. A spokesperson... Whew, a spokesperson... I need some, like, ice or I need a Starburst to, like, get the saliva going in my mouth. I'm sorry for, like, chopping up on my words today. There's just... I'm just so excited. Chris and Deborah will click at her ticket. Um, <laughs> don't let me forget. I have to share a funny story about her. Okay. A spokesperson for the show confirmed to Page Six that Young won't serve as an executive producer and that there are no plans to hire a new one. Currently, William serves as an EP. Young worked as a coordinating producer uh, and eventually executive producer on The Rosie O'Donnell Show from 1996 to 2002, and he had the co-executive producer role in Martha from 2005 to 2012. I loved The Rosie O'Donnell Show. You know why? Because Rosie O'Donnell is a huge fan of musical theater on Broadway. She always had musical guests on. I'll never forget the episode where she had Bernadette Peters on and Brandy and all the cast from um, Whitney Houston's Cinderella, which is like literally the best episode, which is the best literally TV movie and rendition, I think, of Cinderella, bar none. And then the second one is... Um, uh, oh my gosh, the one with Kate Blanchett, Lily James, and... Rob Stark, Richard Madden. Oh, he's so handsome. Okay. Uh, neither a rep for the show, um, nor Young returned. Numerous requests for comment. On Tuesday, Williams was spotted walking with Young in a bodyguard after taping her show, which Hunter departed last week. Only one day later, production had cut Hunter's name from the credits prior to his ouster. Williams hired extra security to have on set while working on Hunter, while working with Hunter to protect her from his allegedly abusive behavior. Good girl, Wendy Williams, you're breaking free. You're soaring, flying. 
There's not a star in heaven that we can't eat. I love High School Musical. High School Musical came out in 2008 when I was... No, I think it came out in 2007 when I was a senior in high school. And then that summer, my local um, community theater did High School Musical. And I was Troy, and it was really, really fun. And there was a lot of drama that went down because there's always drama in musical theater. With a musical theater gang. Okay, ooh, my episode's almost at 20 minutes. Usually I just do a 19-minute cutoff, but hey, I gotta go a little longer today. All right, I'm gonna read you my next story. Hold on, I'm just moving because my leg is falling asleep. When I do my podcast, you guys, I like to really stand up and do them because I like to keep the blood flowing in my little leggies, but hey, so I'm sitting down. Okay, this is my last and final story of the day, and it's really funny. <laughs> it's not funny, but it is funny. Okay, you know, before I go into the story, I'm gonna tell my Chris and Deborah story. Click it or again. So my BFF, Chris from URI, she transferred out and went to school in Boston, but like she was visiting for the weekend and I had a house in Rhode Island because I lived off campus because I couldn't live in a dorm room because um, let's be honest, I'm not going to have a room and I'm not going to live with mice. So she was visiting my house in Rhode Island and it was like a, like a nice little one bedroom, but then they added, they did this um, renovation in my room where they like literally added in two bunk beds in a closet. It was really funny. And every time she'd go in there, I'd like pop in and be like, what are you doing, girl? And she'd be like crying, laughing. And it had like a TV and it was like a little literal closet, but I made it into a bedroom. Um, so she came to visit for a party uh, that our girl Kathleen and her two um, handmaidens were having at their house, but they were, like, so crazy that the house had to be candlelit because they were so um, frugal about, like, electricity and whatnot, which is fine. Hey, everyone has limited finances. But um, uh, Kazer, uh, Master Megan, and is what we called her. Her real name was Megan. And then um, our good friend Kathleen, who was in our dorm freshman year, were all living in this one house down the street from where I lived. So they had a party celebrating other friends' party, and, like, it was so funny. We were so, you know, stupid, college kids, drunk, messed up. Anyways, so then Kristen would go take the uh, Amtrak from Rhode Island back to Boston because she lives in Boston. And, um, click at her ticket. And, <laughs> and she, okay, she had to get home because there was, she had to register for her classes online. But what happened was her train broke down naturally because we, we joke, we call it the luck of Christiella Hopkins Jones Atkinson, which is the, what her parents, Diana and Paul, when she was born, that's her birth name, Christiella Hopkins Jones Atkinson Smith. It's really long, but then we just call her Kristen Devereaux. Again, she's a descendant of Lord Devereaux from The Princess Diaries, too. So she's a gem. So she was on the train, and of course, her train broke down, naturally. And it was, long story short, she was delayed for seven hours, and they had to detrain the train because, it, I guess, um, it was, like, on fire. The tracks were on fire. But then they were, like, really adamant. The um, conductor was like, you guys, you're going to de- get off the train, but you can't step on the tracks or you'll get electrocuted. Okay, it was really funny at the time, and I was, like, crying laughing because I was just picturing her, like, lying on the tracks, like, getting electrocuted, which is not funny, but it's, like, Chris Yellow Hopkins, John Zach, so it's really funny. Okay. That was really funny. Okay, so on to our last and final story today. Lori, and this is from page six. We haven't talked about her in a while. Lori Laughlin's legal strategy, colon, ignorance. The shade. Lori Laughlin and her husband planned to argue their innocence in the nationwide college admissions scandal by claiming that they had no idea the money they paid. Oh, I'm sorry. This article was written by Ruth Brown. Oh, we haven't read anything by Ruth Brown before. Okay, this is written 3.13 p.m. It must be East Coast time. Um, Okay, Lori Laughlin and her husband planned to argue their innocence in the nationwide college admissions scandal by claiming that they had no idea the money they paid to ease their daughter's way into college would be used to bribe coaches, according to the new report. The Full House star and her fashion designer hubby, Mosimo Giannale, are facing wire fraud and money laundering conspiracy charges for allegedly paying crooked college prep expert William Ricksinger $500,000 to help Olivia to get to help. I'm sorry, to help get daughters. Olivia Jade and Isabella Rosen of the University of Southern California. Singer gained the girls' admission. Singer gained the girls' admission by bribing coaches at the school to name them as bogus crew recruits, according to the prosecutors. Um, but the couple's lawyers are arguing they had no idea what the singer was up to. The sources familiar with the case tell TMZ. They claim Laughlin and Ginelli weren't trying to break the law. They were just trying to 
get their scions into the college by paying Singer as a facilitator. And that's in quotations, facilitator. Um, Their faith in this legal strategy is why the couple didn't take a plea deal during the early case. During early on in the case, as fellow actress Leslie Huffman and a dozen other parents arrested in the scandal did, TMZ reports. The feds, however, claim... In the court documents that Giannali sent a check directly to USC's senior associate athletic director, Donna Heinel, and provided photos of the girls on rowing machines to fake their athletic profiles. Ugh, so bad. Um, in a wiretap conversation with Singer, he also allegedly acknowledged paying Donna Hightel at the USC, at USC to get the girls into USC. And another tapped, um, tapped or taped? They tap your wires, but they tape you. So it's taped. In another taped conversation with Laughlin, Singer allegedly specifically mentioned helping, quote, helping the girls get into USC do crew, even though they don't do crew. Laughlin and Giannale filed court documents last week saying they will plead not guilty to their charges. Let me, um, let me just go to TMZ really quickly because I did not know the TMZ reported this because there's been so many stories today, as I mentioned, that I just can't keep up. Like, keep up with the Kardashians. <laughs> Did you guys see Kanye West's Sunday church service at Coachella online? I saw it. It was very, very good. It was very, very good. Okay, sorry. I'm just trying to find this Lori Laughlin story. <gasps> Teresa Giudice. She's looking fabulous these days. I don't watch Real Housewives of Ro- Roni of New Jersey. I watch Roni, but I don't watch Real Housewives. Okay, here we go. Um, this was written today as well. Lori Massimo, defense and bribery scandal. We didn't know! <laughs> the shade. Um, oh, there's a really sweet photo of Lori with her two daughters. <laughs> Who knew? You never know what goes on inside. Her husband, by the way, is very, very handsome. Oh, hey. I wonder if he has an accent. Nothing nothing gets me like a nice Italian man with an accent. Okay. Lori Laughlin and her husband had no idea that the college bribery mastermind Rick Singer was going to grease the palm of USC coach, um, of USC coach to get their daughters into USC. Sources familiar with the case, tell TMZ. Our sources say lawyers for Lori and Mosimo Giannale didn't take a plea early on because they didn't believe they had a solid defense on several fronts. First, ringleader Rick Singer did not tell them how he would use the 500K to get their daughters into the school. Fact. They were aware that Rick wanted pics of the girls on a rowing machine, but they say that doesn't mean they knew the end game. Okay. It's true. Knowledge and intent are key elements in proving bribery. And we're told Lori and Mosimo's lawyers are making that a centerpiece in their defense. Their only intent is to generally get their daughters into USC by using a facilitator who got hundreds of other students into colleges. One big problem, according to the complaint, Giannale, not Laughlin, sent at least 100K directly to the assistant athletic director, and we're told they have a more basic defense. Colleges have horse traded with relatives of prospective students for decades, e.g. fun knowing of a school building or your child will miraculously, and your child will miraculously <coughs> get accepted. Uh, it's finally been tolerated by many schools. It's aggressively encouraged by some schools, and parents know it. A former USC assistant coach is expected to plead guilty to criminal charges in connection with the scandal. It's a scandal. It's an outrage. Um, the former coach, Laura Janke, also allegedly made it appear Olivia Jay was on the rowing team. Oh, man. This is, a, this is an ongoing, ever, never-ending story that I'm going to keep reporting about, and um, it's just crazy, and there's so much going on in the news and media. But I was really happy to talk about my favorite pop stars today, Brittany and Justin, and then I'm going to talk about Taylor in my Friday episode because I think she's going to be dropping some big announcements. Um, many are speculating it's new music, which is great, and Taylor Swift was at the time 100 being honored last night with a million o'clock, and I both like, fabulous! Anyways, you guys, hope you have a really good uh, Wednesday, hump day. The week's almost over. The weekend's almost here. I love the weekend, and I will speak to you guys later. Ciao! Chris and Devro clicked at her ticket.